With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good ground, pick five. Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter where we will give you our four ingredients for our fun, free FanDuel game diced. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune in to our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. Woohoo! Week 11. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Get them out of your lineups, everybody. Atlanta Falcons, Denver Broncos, New York Jets, and the San Diego Chargers. Real fast. Can we drop Brandon Marshall, you think? It's a time. It's time it's to say goodbye. Bad. It was bad, right? Ooh, adios. Bryce Petty experiment. Mm. Fitzpatrick. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Mm. Mm. Geno Smith. Mm. It's dark times. Dark times. Dark times in, in mm. for the New York Jets. All right. Well, we'll get into Thursday night game, which actually should be one of the better Thursday night games of the year with the New Orleans Saints 4-5 and five and the Carolina Panthers 3-6. and six. Fingers crossed we have some fantasy scoring happen here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I think it's really interesting that both of these teams have losing records. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so the over-under for this game is set at 52, which is rather high. So Vegas thinks there's going to be a lot of scoring, which I agree with. Breeze is only 10-10 and 10 against the Panthers in his career, but he averages nearly 300 yards and two passing touchdowns per game against them. Not bad. Not too shabby. Um, he went over 300 yards last week at home against the Broncos. Uh, the Panthers are tied um, uh, as the team that's giving up the sixth most points to opposing quarterbacks. So it is a good matchup. It is on the road. Yin and yang, right? Yin and yang. And it's Thursday night. Yeah. A lot of things going on here. Uh, I'm starting both Brandon Cooks and Michael Thomas. Uh, yes, Michael Thomas had a rookie outing last week. He fumbled twice. It was terrible. He also probably caused the interception for Drew yeah. Brees. Okay, sure. Uh, but the Panthers give up the 10th most points to opposing wide receivers, and he was bound to have one rookie performance. You know, come on. This is his first bad game of the season, so yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. I think he'll get his groove back. We're all fine. Sleepers, um, you know, we talk a lot about Drew Brees' home and away splits, but Willie Sneed has really bad home and away uh, splits as well. He had two touchdowns last week at home. Could do well, but I just want to temper your expectations for Willie Sneed this particular week. And Carolina is surprisingly good against the run. When you contrast that to how weak they are against the pass, you just got to assume that they're going to pass the ball all the time, right? So uh, in week six against the Panthers, Ingram carried the ball 16 times for only 
51 yards. And last week, he and Hightower did split the carries. Ingram 11, Hightower 8. But neither of them were great against the weak Denver run defense. I don't like any of them this week if I can avoid it. All right, the Panthers. Cam Newton had a bounce back week against the Chiefs. Boom. I didn't didn't see it happening, but it happened. Uh, Second best game (laughs) of the season, actually, was against the Saints in week six, where he had uh, 322 yards, two passing touchdowns, a rushing touchdown, and an interception. But he was counting with all of those fantasy points before. So it is safe to start Newton again this week and feel good about it. We have him ranked number three. Here's the deal with Mr. Jonathan Stewart. I own him. I, too, have played in the last two weeks. Really bad. Really bad, especially coming off of two weeks in a row with over 20 fantasy points. So the good news is is there isn't another running back that's, like, threatening his job. It's not like he's losing touches to somebody or fantasy points to somebody or rushing touchdowns to somebody. It's just not happening with the rushing. But it's going to happen this week. The Saints give up the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. So I know it's kind of sketchy, but you're still going to start Stewart. You're, of course, going to start Greg Olson. He hasn't had been perfect recently, but he's still the number one tight end in fantasy, so he should remain in your lineup. Calvin Benjamin, still the perfect wide receiver, 2-3 in your fantasy team. His floor is seven fantasy points. He saw 12 targets last week and 14 against the Saints in week six, so hopefully – he will get a touchdown, which he hasn't had since week four, and be delicious for you. Um, as far as sleepers, Tykin Jr. and Devin Funches have a decent chance this week if you're in a deep league. Um, Funches had the best game out of the wide receivers against the Saints in week six and last week against the Chiefs. So if I'm picking one, I'm going with Funches. Um, and the Carolina defense obviously on the bench against Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick minute to thank this week's sponsor, HelloFresh. HelloFresh is the meal kit delivery service that makes cooking fun, easy, and convenient. Each week, HelloFresh creates new delicious recipes with step-by-step instructions designed to take around 30 minutes for everyone from novice to seasoned home cooks short on time. I just made the Indian-inspired eggplant dish Actually, this evening, um, my husband's out of town, and uh, I made it for my kids, seven-year-old tomorrow, and my four-year-old, and they loved it. Um, very, very yummy. Mm. So it was really good. Um, I love eggplant. I forget that. I never make it. Then I have it, and I'm like, ooh, this is good. And that's why you me. get these boxes. I know, right? It does. But mm-hmm. they teach you a perfect way to, to grill it up in the oven, and it was just it was really good. Mm. I liked I like it too that you're like expanding their little palates. Oh well my kids are good eaters. They love that, you know, and they love they had red peppers in it and peppers are like their favorites. Mm. Mm-hmm. I had the uh, Argentine spice steak tonight with my hubby and it was delicious. I love, I'm on a steak fix right now. I've been really into it lately. So I was so excited. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, my big thing is that it's also really healthy. So I've been using the MyFitnessPal app and, and the Fitbit that I'm trying to, trying to get out there and walk. It's so hard on days like today when I was working like crazy. Uh, but it's nice, you know, because I don't have to worry about like how healthy is this 
this meal, what have you, the calories, everything's on the box. So they have meat, vegetarian, and family options. You can get three, four, or five meals a week. There's new recipes every week. You can pick and choose. It's pretty fun. Nice. I'm jealous. I'm traveling. So I'm out out of luck. But I always feel so bad when I'm traveling because, you know, we tried to meal prep at our house. And so when I'm gone, I just kind of let my husband fend for himself. So when our HelloFresh box showed up, he's like, oh, he's like, hallelujah, food that he he can make like going to the grocery store. So it was uh, a very welcome uh, delivery at our house. And it literally doesn't take long at all. Like it really doesn't. Yeah. I get intimidated uh, the ingredients I'm unfamiliar with, but everything is explained nicely to you. So it's awesome. So HelloFresh sources the freshest ingredients measured to the exact quantity needed so there's no food waste. And they employ a full-time registered dietitian who reviews each recipe to ensure its nutritional balance. Wish I had one of those at home. That's mm-hmm. why you get this. And we have a special for you. For $35 off your first week of deliveries, visit HelloFresh.com and enter her FFB when you subscribe. This is the perfect way to eat healthy while you're you know, pressed for time during the holidays. Again, go to HelloFresh.com and enter her FFB for $35 off of your first week of meals. Try it. It's delicious. Yum. Uh, yum. All right, on to the one o'clock Eastern Games. Pittsburgh Steelers four and five at the Cleveland Browns. Oh, and ten. this should also be yum. Yum. <laughs> For at least one well, side. <laughs> it's crazy that the Pittsburgh Steelers have a losing record. Today, for whatever reason, know. when I was going through the outline, I was noticing everyone's records. It just really stuck They're, out to me now. It's crazy. It's crazy. Nobody is and nobody is like the best this year. And I was I was actually talking to our parents about this with uh, the LA Rams because they're four and five. I'm like, well, they're four and five, so they know that they're out of playoffs. So I was like, everybody's four and five. Everybody's four and five. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Everybody's got weird, weird records. Although I think we can empirically say that the Pittsburgh Steelers are better than the Rams, at least on offense. Yeah. And say better than the Browns. Record is a record. That's, That's right. You are your record. Um, you want to start, uh, well, everyone. It's a great matchup for everyone. So you play Le'Veon Bell, you play Antonio Brown, you play Ben Roethlisberger. With, I do want to point out, though, that with Harry's, uh, Darius Hayward Bay and Marcus Wheaton and Sammy Coates injured, uh, you have to consider Eli Rogers. He was 6 of 10 for 103 yards in Week 9, 4 of 5 for 42 yards and a touchdown in Week 10. The Browns have allowed eight touchdowns to wide receivers in the last five weeks. So I know a lot of people think they're just going to run 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 but when you can score touchdowns like that with wide receivers you're going to throw the ball too ladarius green caught three of his four targets uh last week for 30 yards uh he only played in 12 snaps so that's a lot of targets for the 12 snaps but he didn't look great and now he's on the injury report again for a knee injury uh supposedly isn't serious but i just it's like if you guys are watching us on youtube you can see ashley shaking her head back and forth I, like i, it's I am just, i I'm just want to be like uh-oh green's hurt yeah it's like green's austin safarian jenkins <laughs> somebody blew on him i know it's weird so i just want to i feel that. bad it's not it's like it's not a funny matter it's just like gosh come on now i i don't even know what to say about him 
I just the, the analysis is just he's on the injury report and wow. Uh, and then in weird news this week, uh, the Steelers came forward and said, whoops, actually Sammy Coates has been playing with two broken fingers since week five. Uh, that could explain might impact a few how he drops in the <laughs> caches there. Hmm? I was like, what? How do they what? not have to? How do they not have to report those injuries? I don't know. And not only that, but he was playing in the majority of the snaps. Now I'm assuming that the reason they were doing that is because they wanted him there as like a decoy, so that it looked like they had other people on the field or what have you. But very bizarre. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that you can, if in normal redraft leagues, I think he's borderline droppable. I mean, how are his fingers even going to repair the way they should? I don't, I don't know. Anyway, and weird stuff. We used to tape up our fingers all the time in volleyball. Grant, I'm not catching something. I'm just hitting with it. But if Jason Pierre-Paul can play without fingers, Sammy Coates can play with a couple broken ones. True. Slightly different position and skill set needed there. I mean, your, your hands are kind <laughs> of like your money maker. <laughs> As a receiver, slightly different. Slightly. Um, yeah. All right. Well, All right, on let's, the Browns, let's get some better news to the Browns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way better. <laughs> way better. Uh, best matchup for the Browns is actually the run game. Now, Isaiah Crowell has not rushed for over 29 Ooh. yards this week. Seven. No. Hugh Jackson did say that he wants to get back to the run game, but this is the same Hugh Jackson who benched Cody Kessler for zero reasons in a prime time game when they actually had a chance to win. I'm still not over you it. Can't, I was like, you can't get past it. I can't. I can't get past it. Well, and Josh McCown went to the White House this week so now do you feel bad brandon no i i adore josh mccown i just don't adore throwing people into the game mid stride just i really no want to come in and do well and he did not he and did not yeah. yeah brandon can't get past it i'm looking forward to your tweets on tomorrow night brandon i really am or sorry sunday this is not a thursday night game yeah, well, yeah, no. I usually send out the freaky deek tweets on Thursday, though. Thursday night's always when something weird happens, so you're right, and I kind of freak out. I'm like, what's going on? Anyway, um, hard to trust anyone. Uh, Terrell Pryor is is the tops of all the maybes on this team. He has six, mm-hmm. he has six or more targets in all but one game this season. No matter who's under center, Pittsburgh is tough and only gives up the fourth fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. But still, I mean, he does get the volume. Duke Johnson is in a decent matchup. The Steelers actually are soft against receiving running backs, uh, but he only has two games with double digit fantasy points in uh, standard scoring. I just, he's so dicey. Corey Coleman, talented, but tough to Get anything going in this offense, and then the bench. Gary Barnage, the thrill is gone, baby. One the catch, thrill is yards. gone. Mm. So, it's so sad. One hit wonder. So sad. Not really. Do you know that him and Angela Williams are like besties? I did uh, not know that. You know that? No. He was in his uh, wedding. He was a groomsman in his wedding. Mm. Oh, actually, they mm. do. They do that uh, charity together. The football the walking, without borders. Walking Dead wedding. Yep, the Walking Dead way. So He's part of it. So good. We all wish we were. Uh, yes. All right, Baltimore Ravens, five and four. Surprising that they have a winning record at the Dallas Cowboys, eight and one. All right, those Ravens, the start. Uh, Steve Smith Sr. has had seven targets in each of his last two weeks, including a touchdown in each, uh, and a two-point conversion. So it's not a bad matchup, not a bad play this week. Uh, Mike Wallace is in a bad play as well. A little bit more risky now that Smith is back, but there is room for him to get some fantasy points. 
I mean, both Brown and Rodgers, Eli Rodgers, that is, had double digits last week against the Ravens. So, uh, sleepers, Brashad Perryman had his first best, his best game, I should say, of his NFL career with 64 yards and a touchdown. Perryman sights. Yep. He's there, guys. He's alive. Uh, very mm. risky, but he is out <laughs> there. So, I don't expect this to be. A long-term thing, though. It just happens to be the matchup. I did not see Harbaugh shouting from the rooftops, though. No. 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 There's no shouting. Um, on the bench, Joe Flacco uh, had a great game last week despite throwing two interceptions. Uh, listen, it, it was the second game over 16 fantasy points. He is too low of a floor to ever be trusted. We have to move on. We have to just, you know. Just don't even stream them. Uh, Terrence West ran 21 times last week, but only managed 65 rushing yards. And the Cowboys give up the fifth fewest fantasy points to running backs. So I think there are better options out there this week. And by the way, Kenneth Dixon ran just six times, but for 38 yards and caught five of his seven targets for 42 yards. So if you're in a deep league and he's still available, I would pick up Kenneth Dixon. Uh, Dennis Pitta continues to be awful, caught all six targets, but for only 26 yards and still no touchdowns on this. What is up with this guy? He's awful. He's bad. He's a Pitta. He's a Pitta the fool. My friend. Yeah. Years. He is the Sammy Coates of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's just a decoy. Um, And do you remember uh, Kamar Aiken at your draft? Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Ravens don't, and you should not know. So go ahead and drop that guy. Drop away. Cowboys. Oh, oh yeah. Do we want to talk about the Cowboys? I don't know. <laughs> kind of depressing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing pretty well. Uh, let's put it that way. So um, I totally messed up my notes. Oh, here we go. Tony Romo. I don't know if you guys tear. saw the press conference. Single tear emoji. I did. Single tear emoji, probably. <laughs> probably. We Manic were discussing depressive emoji. Yeah. <laughs> we were discussing emojis. Ends up, uh, I. All of us are wrong about all of the meetings. We contain <laughs> too. I contain too much empathy and uh, taking emojis too far. They're really, <laughs> they're really just hard work emojis. When I thought they were about depression. <laughs> yeah the one with like single tear on its head brand's like well that's a depressed emoji and we're like oh really oh and i was like i thought they were just like having a hot flash and then she, she made me think i was crazy and then we look it up and it's hard work emoji with a sweat tear uh, that doesn't make any sense it's very I think, depressed i think we're like 50 50 on that one i don't know we're 50 50 i'm gonna give depressed. the full streaming tear emoji to tony romo <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so watch this press conference, it's sad, and then move on. Just and like then it's the, the best, and then show your children. That's how, uh, you know, real competitors. Although I felt yeah. really bad because we just did an interview. <laughs> and it, it, part of my, like, who should be permanently benched? And I was like, Tony Romo. I am fearful for his life. I am fearful for his health. And I felt really bad because at this point he wasn't on the bench anymore. I thought he was still going to come back. And then this was announced. And I was like, oh, now I feel like a jerk. It's perfect that you said that. Yeah, it's very. I picked OJ Simpson. You picked Tony Romo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Speaking of empathy, yeah. Geez. I thought it was a hot flash emoji, Brandon. Clearly, I'm lacking. I said Greg Hardy. <laughs> I said Tony Romo. In my original write-up, I had Tony Romo, uh, somebody else, and then I said Elijah Wood because, in my oh, yeah. opinion, Elijah Wood should be benched for life as well for just obvious reasons. And by obvious, there is no obvious reason. I have complete unfound hate for Elijah Wood for no reason. Well, you <laughs> no can, reason. You can read all of our silly responses on uh, relish.com where we did the interview with the ladies there. So good stuff. But back to back to the Cowboys. Yeah. All right. It's Talk Zeke. Elliot, obviously, although Baltimore does give up the absolute fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs, that probably means it's going to be more in the 12 to 14 point range instead of the 30 point range. So sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, they give up the seventh fewest points to opposing quarterbacks, although Prescott is an incredibly high 17-point floor in standard scoring hmm. and a 24-point ceiling. Hmm. I must have play him anyway. And then <laughs> Des has been back for three games. One was a bust, but it's sandwiched by two games with 100-plus yard performances So, and touchdowns. So I guess got to play him. Uh, sleepers the Baltimore's defense is better than you think uh Beasley was terrible last week caught five of his nine uh targets for 33 yards it was just when I convinced people to start him sorry you missed out on all the good weeks (laughs) Um, it was good it was you missed out all season and you play him and we're like and it's like whatever uh and then Jason Witten had another big week of targets and week nine he caught eight of his 10 targets for 134 yards and a touchdown last week he caught six of his eight targets for only 59 yards Baltimore gives up the third fewest fantasy points to opposing tight ends but the good news is that they're using him yeah yeah they are Except for Courtney's upset because she was convinced that he was going to drop off because the face rookie of the earth this quarterbacks week. use their tight ends. Well, Dak decided not to get the memo until halfway through the season. Cowboys, poor mm. Dak. It's really not well not, out for him. Well, now he it's got, really not worked he got out. The, I mean, he's completely ruined Tony Romo's life. But you know, love Dak. Courtney, Dak got the TPS report. He's filled in. He's filled in. We're good. Uh, I'm happy, actually. The Cowboys are doing well. It's exciting. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars 2-7 and seven, and the Detroit Lions 5-4. and four. Um, Not surprised by the Jaguars record. That's for sure. What a disappointment. Listen, star Allen Robinson, finally. He's had two nice games in a row. It appears that the Jaguars have figured it out. Switching things up with their coaches has made Allen come back to life. So give the ball, give the man the ball, and that is exactly what they've been doing. Um, So Robinson has been targeted 40 times in the last three weeks. That's a lot. It's a lot, a lot. lot. It's over 13 targets a week. Um, So must start. Sleepers, listen, Blake Bortles is the worst, best quarterback in fantasy. Mm -hmm. I can't get over it. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's legit the worst, best quarterback. Um, Detroit gives up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So I get why it's a possibility you might play him. Um, But here's the deal. The Lions don't get a ton of points either. So Bortles won't need to, like, fight his way back from, like, a three-touchdown deficit. Um, So it's kind of risky on whether or not he's going to end up getting you those fantasy points. 
Um, he might win the game, but is this a week that he's going to be fighting back and get those fantasy points? I don't know. Um, he has had multiple touchdowns in the last three games, so that's a good thing. Marquise Lee has appeared to have um, taken the wide receiver two job as of right now while Hearns is out. Um, I do prefer him over Hearns this week, but it is a risky play. And that dynamic duo, my favorite duo in the NFL, they are so awful. I'm talking about Yeldon and Ivory. Boom. <laughs> had under six fantasy points in standard leagues. Detroit gives up actually the six fewest fantasy points to running back, so it's not a good matchup for them. I would look elsewhere, but, man, they go high together and they go low together. It's not when they go low, the other one goes high. They do it together. They do it together. Love it. Lions. It's nice that you can still do some election humor, Courtney. I'm proud of (laughs) it. Bernie's the Michelle Obama of fantasy football. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle's totally offended by you saying that. (laughs) Detroit Lions. They are the top of the NFC North. Woo! (laughs) Five and four. They are. Turn it up. Woo! They're number one. All right. Uh, Theo Riddick <laughs> was limited uh, with an ankle injury at practice on Wednesday, but should be fine. Riddick could be a top 10 option this week. The matchup against it. the Jaguars is sweet. Their defense allows an average of 124 rushing yards per game. How are all you uh, uh, Washington fans doing out there? Yeah, where's he been? <laughs> huh? Huh? Uh, Tommy. I am so excited for Riddick this week. I think he's going to be fantastic. I am yeah. jazzed about Theoretic. Yeah. Theoretic. Are you in the family league? Ashley? I don't are you think I have him in the family league. Okay, good. Okay. Just want to make Courtney, sure. I, I have all not. Am I playing you this week? No, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, you didn't. No. It's just that. Oh, if you're, you're playing him, though. I don't want the listeners to play him. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't own him. Okay. I own only like level C players in the family okay, league. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good. Great. Yeah. You guys are all uh, safe. Thank you. Uh, I have to like the Stafford's coming off the bye, but the Jaguars actually only give up uh, 204 passing yards per game, which is the fourth fewest in the league. And Stafford hasn't been so great at Houston or at Minnesota. Understandable because of the, um, you know, the, matchups but still worth noting uh the jaguars gave up the ninth fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers as well in week six tate had nine or more targets in every single outing since week six as opposed to oh and then uh seven or more catches as well so a lot of production for tate right as opposed to marvin jones who hasn't had seven or more catches since week two and that was the only time that happened amazing Unbelievable. Remember that yeah. hot start? Yeah. My husband and, dropped him, and I can't remember who he picked up for him, but I was like, what? <laughs> he seemed crazy, but I think he actually it was a smart move overall. Yeah. I mean, if you're in a redraft league and you're you're needing someone now, I think that's the way it is. The Jaguars have only allowed one opposing tight end to go for over 60 yards this season. It was Delaney Walker. They did allow a touchdown to Antonio Gates in week two, and then two touchdowns last week to Steven Anderson and Ryan Griffin, not CJ Fedorowicz of Houston. 
I'll get into that mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming that's why Ebron is priced so low in DFS formats. But listen, I, I mean, let's be honest here. He's a solid option. He's had seven catches in both of his last two games. And in both performances, he went for 79 or more yards. He still only has one touchdown on the season. But I think his volume is pretty legit. PPR, he's borderline a must start. Yeah. yeah, and they, they do target him in the red zone. It just doesn't end up working. So it's not like he's not in the play calling when they get down there. It just hasn't happened. Yeah, there you so, go. That's good. Tennessee Titans 5-5, five and five, the Indianapolis Colts 4-5. and five. Marcus Mariota has now entered must-start zone, mm-hmm. which we did tell oh, yeah. you when we looked at his schedule to begin the season. We're like, do not start Marcus Mariota. We thought that he would start to get better when they hit about mid-season because his, his schedule just opened up a bit. And we're still in that phase right now where he has a good schedule. So last week he was 19 of 26 for 295 yards, four touchdowns, four touchdowns, no interceptions. It was a fantastic game. Uh, if I look at the stat that I found on Football Guys, he has thrown multiple touchdown passes in six consecutive games, tying him with the great Warren Moon for the longest streak in franchise history and this was back in 1987 you were two courtney you were two um it's just great and he's been a top five quarterback in the past five games too so if we look at the particular matchup that he's going to be playing against the colts uh the colts give the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks so this is again another week where you need to be playing marcus mariota he should do just fine now, DeMarco Murray, he rushed 17 times and had 123 yards and a touchdown, which is basically what we've come to basically expect at this point from Murray. Um, he also had two catches for 33 yards on top of that. Now, the Colts give up the ninth most fantasy points to running backs, so you can pretty much expect the exact same numbers from Murray this week. So if you're playing someone who has Murray, I'm sorry. It's going to be a bloodbath for you, and I really apologize. He's just he's going to tear it up. You think he's going to throw a touchdown this week? <laughs> I don't think so, but that was sure fun, wasn't it? That was sure was. Well, yeah, they were just having a blast out there, little, little Titans. There's yeah, nothing got, he can't do. There's, there's nothing, nothing he, can't, he do. can't do. It's amazing. But it was not so – I think it was Brandon Marshall and the Jets who threw a touchdown too, right, last week? No. He did something where I literally I got seven points and then it was taken away from he me. He threw, yeah, he threw a lateral. Because he did a lateral. Yeah. yeah. But he threw a pass. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was like, oh. yeah. And then boom, nothing. I think it got me zero points total last week. And then I was just, yeah, it was more a, hurt. It was more hurtful Powell, to tease right? me yeah. to just randomly throw those points on there. And then like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to take it away, Yahoo. Thanks a bunch. Thank Goodbye. you. Um, but let's go back to the t- Tennessee Titans. Delaney Walker, he was on fire last week nine catches for 124 yards and a touchdown he was targeted 11 times which is a lot he's on fire he's the best and he's got another great matchup this week so you put that delaney walker mariota combo together and it's going to be insane the colts get the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends he should have another wonderful week and richard matthews doesn't have the best matchup it's it's an okay matchup because the colts give up the 15th fewest fantasy points which basically just means they're dead center average defense in their secondary so richard matthews is still a must start in my book as well so really this whole team is basically must starts other than tajay sharp who i know had a decent game with 68 yards but don't do it guys do not fall into that train and think that tajay sharp is back i'm telling you don't do it i didn't even rank him good for you you didn't even rank him 
No, you're not going to fool me. You're not going to fool me. Who am I going to bump off? Somebody who actually consistently gets points? Or for a guy? No. Mm -mm. No, Tajay, bye-bye. All right. Well, with the Colts, um, Frank Gore got a day off of practice, but he's fine. A lot of these veteran guys, that happens. Please don't freak out. It's a terrible matchup, though, against Tennessee. They give up the ninth fewest fantasy points to running backs. And uh, people just have to throw to keep up with them. Like we just said, they are a stud muffin offense now. Andrew Luck, Tennessee gives up the 10th most points to quarterbacks, again, because people always pass to keep up. The Colts found the win before the bye at Green Bay by doing it on the ground. But Luck wasn't great. Four games so far this season with 300-plus yards. So you got to hope for that upside, but um, certainly this team's inconsistent. There's no doubt about it. You're starting T.Y. Hilton. You're starting Dante Moncrief. Tennessee gives up the ninth fewest or ninth most points. I'm sorry to opposing tight ends. Dwayne Allen did come back last week after his injury, uh, caught one pass for 15 yards. They're still using Doyle. Doyle got nine targets last week. I'm sticking with him in this good matchup. Um, but certainly I think they're both in sleeper territory though, just because of the timeshare. Mm, I agree. Mm. Buffalo bills, four and five of the Cincinnati Bengals, three, five, and one. Listen, I like Tyrod Taylor this week. I would start him. I Call me too. crazy. He had his best game of the season before his bye with 25.86 fantasy points. He may not be throwing a bunch of touchdowns, but he has ran one in in each of his last three games. So not only has he had three successful games in a row, but the Bengals give up the fifth most fantasy points to quarterback. So he's on a hot streak. He's doing it on his own, and he has a great matchup. I like it. LaShawn McCoy is a must-start. Robert Woods is listed as questionable per use this week with his foot injury, but should be good to go. He had 13 targets and 162 yards the week before their bye. And obviously this is Taylor's main squeeze. You know whose main squeeze isn't? Charles Clay on the bench, a total of (laughs) 4.4 fantasy points in his last three games. We have a quarterback who's having a fantastic time and their tight end isn't doing anything. Just cut the ties, guys. Cut the ties. Charles Clay's never going to happen. It's going to happen this week now that I said that out loud. I'm going to knock on wood. No, it's not. Um, But Mike Gillisley, you guys, he's had a touchdown in four of his last five games. I know McCoy is back, but it does not matter. If you are in a deep league and you just need seven fantasy points, Gillisley is your guy. So just saying, fill him in. Fill him in. The Bengals. Okay. So A.J. Green, he did – a little bit hurt in the second half of last week's game. Uh, he limped off the sideline, but you know he was able to come back. Uh, he did have a limp, but for the most part, he should be okay. Now, it's a, not a great matchup. But it's not horrible. Buffalo is with 13 fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. But the end of the day, it's AJ Green. So you're not benching him unless he's out. So you were playing him. Tyler Eifert is classic Eifert. Uh, only three catches, but for 96 yards, this is what he does. And he tends to usually have like one crazy, huge, big play. And again, that is what he did. So of that 96 yards, 71 yards of it came in one play. <laughs> Sorry, in the first quarter off one play. So um, he started five times. So you can't complain about five targets but as we know Tyler Eifert has always been an incredibly huge part of this offense he is back and he's going to get better and better each week the more he gets ingratiated into this offense 
Pheasant back into his, you know, chemistry and role that he has with Dalton. So I'm not worried about that. It's not a bad matchup. He should be just fine there. Jeremy Hill. All I needed was like five more points from him and I would have won. Thanks for nothing, Jeremy Hill. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> he wasn't that but, bad. I was. I thought you. Were, I was like, "What did Jeremy Hill do? He wasn't bad." He lost me my game, Brand. That's what he did. He wasn't horrible, <laughs> but he wasn't great either. He carried 15 times for 46 yards. Okay, <laughs> and he stumbled into the end zone per usual. That's what okay. we love about him. Just boop, 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 boop. there, I am. But that was really about it. He wasn't even targeted at all the entire uh, game in terms of pass. Uh, but what I will say is he has had a touchdown the past three games. And this just so happens to be his longest streak of consecutive touchdowns in his entire career. Boom, he's on fire, Ashley. Stop on your complaining. Fire. He's on fire. Three touchdowns in a row. Is 30 on- yards and a touchdown. 30 fire. yards and a touchdown. So of course I had to sit there and be negative Nancy and be like, that is your longest streak in your entire career. I have managed to have him on my team every single – you would think with my hate of him I wouldn't draft him, yet every year – You do it every year. Because I am a glutton for punishment. Um, so I was like, okay, well, how difficult is that? And then I was like, well, you know what? Murray currently has a five-game streak going on right now. And Gordon had a four-game streak at the beginning of the season. So – doesn't seem that hard but you know what i'm gonna give you props (laughs) i'm gonna give you props jeremy hill you have your longest streak going right now and let's let's keep it going for four weeks in a row baby let's do it next week and you know what guys it's possible because the bills give up the 50th most fantasy points to running back so there is a chance that he will also trip and fall into the end zone this week so i'm pretty excited for that i think it could happen giovanni bernard not so productive. Seven rushes for only 17 yards. He only had three catches. And again, that was for less than 20 yards total for that. So not a fantastic week for him. But I think he should be able to bounce back a little bit this week. Andy Dalton, I will say, while not super impressive, of 16 for 29 for 204 yards and a touchdown, he did not implode in a primetime game. And that is all you can ask. Progress. That is progress. That is moving forward. To me, this was the most encouraging part of the game was that Andy Dalton did not implode in a primetime game. You can feel much better. Now, what I will say is Brandon LaFell, he's been very, very hot and cold. He only had one catch for nine yards last week. I think he's going to come back this week. I have absolutely no statistical reason as to why I think he will do better this week, but I do. (laughs) Great. It's that feeling. Yeah. That's right. Because, you know, they're they're trying to make Tyler Boyd, apparently, according to Marv Lewis, they're having him watch tape of Randall Cobb. They want him to be their next Cobb. I don't know if that's really going to happen. But I can tell you what, LaFell is still their second you know, wide receiver. I think he's going to do okay. I feel all right about it. There you go. All right. I started Tampa so Bay. negative, and I ended positive, Courtney. You did. Thank you. Ready to bring it home. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, four and five at the Kansas City Chiefs, seven and two. So Doug Martin is back, back in playing. So here's the thing. So he was basically rehabbing all week. We weren't even sure if he he was going to play and then he was going to play. And then we're being told that he's going to be on a snap count. We had heard all week that even though he was practicing and limited in practice, that he didn't really appear to be ready to go. But then he came in. What snap count? He ran 16 times. Grant was only for 33 yards. These, but it's, that, it's a that start. right there is Jeremy Hill numbers. But you know what? 
first game back, I'll take it. And he had, and he had a touchdown. So I feel okay about that. What I don't feel great about is he's now going up against the Chiefs to give the 14th fewest fantasy points. Again, not a horrible matchup, but also not great, especially because it is a good matchup for the wide receivers on this team, which is going to play a little bit more into that Jameis Winston, Mike Evans play here. So Evans, not his best week last week, four or five for 66 yards, but the Chiefs give the ninth most fantasy points to wide receivers. I think he's going to be completely fine to go plug in this week. I think he's going to redeem himself. I know you're angry at him. Uh, because I think it's one of our serious XM polls, right? And everybody thought that Mike Evans was going to have the absolute most points. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that didn't work out. Sorry, guys. No. He did Sharkandrick West mm-hmm. last, the, two weeks ago. Totally yep. bombed. Mike Evans, bomb. Mm. You know what we should do? Uh, we should just like pull whoever is in that poll. Seriously. Just I was say, say, tweet it out. Hey, this guy Talk. won in the poll, which means do not play. Don't it's do it. It's almost like you can't rely on the polls. <laughs> so many election jokes. Touche. Touche. It's weird. It's weird. Anyway. Well, you can um, if you're looking for the popular vote. That's true. <laughs> well, technically, that is a popular vote, but you got to rely on the Courtney. Uh, Gut check? No. Gut check. I'm blanking our end of our, our bold predictions or whatever, the very end of the show that Courtney destroys us on every week. Oh yeah. Every week. Yeah. That's much more accurate. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Evans will bounce back. He will bounce back. Then uh, this week, Cameron break. Cause we've been talking about him over and over and over and over again. And this is somebody that is still not owned in a lot of leagues. He had catch all of his seven targets for 84 yards and a touchdown. This is somebody that Jameis Winston is looking for. He loves going to this guy. He is dependable for him. Go get Cameron Bray. It's not a great matchup. The Chiefs give the fourth fewest fantasy points. But you know what? I think it's going to be fine. I, this is, again, somebody that Winston is targeting. I think that Bray will be just fine this week, despite the fact it looks like a bad matchup on paper. I think you can still play him. Jameis Winston, 312 yards. He's doing great. Two touchdowns is a good matchup for him this week. Again, nothing I'm too concerned about. He is a full go play. I feel pretty good about this entire team, to be honest with you. Uh, maybe Doug Martin. Boom. Chiefs. Travis Kelsey, you are a nightmare, my friend. A nightmare. 31 right. yards if only three catches. One step up. One step up from Dennis Pitton. But you have to start him, and this is the most frustrating part, is that you still have to start Travis Kelsey, and he can literally get you just three points in a week, and you just need to accept that about him. You need to make sure that you are building your players up and look at what you're projected to do this week and make sure that you put in a few boom players if you are a Travis Kelsey owner anticipating this might be a three-point week. Granted, it's a middle-of-the-pack defense. Tampa Bay at the 14th most fantasy points at the end of the season, but I'm telling you, you need to set your lineup to not assume that you're going to get what is always the projected between seven and eight points for Travis Kelsey. Plan. Plan accordingly right now. I'm telling you it is not the best. What I will tell you is you could play Kyra Santos, though. He made all four of his field goals. In a week that has seen some uh, shift in kickers, which we'll talk about later, he is someone that you could definitely uh, put in your lineup. Jeremy Macklin was out of practice on Wednesday, so make sure you watch your injury report to see what's going on with him. But Tyree Kill, which all of us told you that you should play last week, 
did amazing. 89 yards off 10. It was just, he was great. <laughs> Tampa Bay gives up the second most points to uh, wide receivers. I don't think Macklin's going to be a go this week. So that means you are playing Tyreek Hill again this week, and he should do really, really, really well. There Ty is freak. rumor. <laughs> there's rumors that the Chiefs may be going away from Alex Smith, and they are evaluating to see if at the end of this year what they're going to do. Then there's the talk about Nick Foles, but again, what does Nick Foles really prove to warrant stop it? The switch. It is ludicrous. I'm just hopeful that we're not this isn't going to affect the team at all. Um so keep your eye on that because sometimes it does kind of create some weird locker room discourse, but I we're, we should be okay. I'm hoping this is just complete rubbish and that this isn't an impact on the locker room. May but I ask a question? Isn't that crazy? We were just talking about all these terrible, terrible uh, records. They're seven and two. And they're going to switch their quarterback. And the, this is the kind of conversation. Oh my gosh. When was the last time that Alex Same with the Broncos. had a, a winning record and some random quarterback comes in and steals his job? That would never happen. No. Oh, wait. And karma wouldn't stop the Niners from the Super Bowl and having an actual blackout or anything. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm just I'm saying, you, karma. If I was Alex karma. Smith. I wouldn't be sitting there going, I'm seven and two. I'm safe. It's happened to him before. I'm just saying, it's happened to him before. Okay. I just hope this isn't going to freak out and it's not going to affect this team because they don't need it. They are doing well. They have a good chance of winning the entire AFC West. I don't, I mean, as a Broncos fan, I don't want to admit that, but there's a chance. So, um, I just hope it's not the situation. Now, Spencer Ware also did not have a great game. It wasn't a horrible game either. I think he's going to bounce back this week. Tampa Bay, you can run on Tampa Bay all you want. So I think he's going to come back, and you can feel much better about Spencer Ware. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about those Chicago Bears and the New York Giants. All right. The Bears, 2-7 and seven against the Giants, 6-3. and three. Guess what? Now Sean Jeffrey is out of here. All right. I Done thought it was going to be because of injury, but not the case. Wow. Uh, the reason why he hasn't gotten injured is because he's taking illegal substances to make sure that his um, inflammation doesn't reoccur or act up where he can't play. So sorry, uh, Jeffrey owners. It's not sad. It's not responsible is what it is. Four games suspended. He's out. Wow. Jay Cutler is crying. He has the tears, the stream emojis going on. It's working hard. Um, it's working hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The working, it's working hard, hard emoji. Yep, yep. Um, so what does this mean <laughs> for the rest of the team? Well, you can start Cameron Meredith. He had a few quiet weeks, um, but he did have 50 yards and a touchdown off of one reception last week. So, you know, Jay Cutler doesn't have a choice. He has to throw to this dude. And he... Meredith pretty much proved that you throw it to me and I'll make this happen. Um, but he is getting Eddie Royal back, who is Cutler's favorite. Uh, so it's a it's kind of a sneaky play this week if you're in an, if in a pinch for a wide receiver. Um, and more bad news, Jordan Howard insists that he did not get injured last week, even though John Fox said that he either injured his ankle or his Achilles tendon. Um, <laughs> That's such a bad situation there. Yeah, so, it those really are pretty is. bold injuries. Yeah, Achilles tendon. You don't just throw at Achilles tendon. And someone's like, "Oh no, no, I'm totally fine." I'm yeah. Well, he was yeah. like, "What? What? what? Yeah, he's I, like, that's I'm fine. I, I'm not hurt." Um, I mean, John Fox can be full of. Well, yeah. it was the same where Mike I Evans said is. he didn't have a concussion. 
And I'm like, well, that it's, though they have concussion protocol and they're they're very just, they're very cautious. But when it comes once you're to in it, you have killers. to be in it. Right, you but, it, but it's haven't you time, seen the movie? I have not seen the movie yet, Corny. You've told me multiple times to see the movie, and at some point I will see the movie. <laughs> but come on. Yeah. Well, no, this I'm is just saying you need to keep an eye on him throughout the week. We'll update you on Saturday night on our Series XM show, um, 9 to 11 Eastern, um, on how he is doing. But Get it definitely together. keep an eye on him before you put him in your lineup. Zach Miller, what? what? Moving on. Jay Cutler is the best quarterback ever. He didn't even make it to six fantasy points last week. Mm. It was amazing. It was so many people were so high on him. They were like, "This is gonna be the week to stream." Well, we were high on him too. Well, yeah, it was high. We we thought he was gonna do well. Color is awful though. But we've all learned now. He's still Cutler. He goes into the Tannehill category. Just don't even own him. Don't even put him on your bench because you you don't want that moment. One time out of the 12 games that he actually blows up. It's not worth it. Um, the Giants are okay, uh, just okay defending all the other positions, but they're the best at quarterbacks. They give up the second fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. So even if you were tempted with him losing his number one wide receiver, possibly an injured running back, and his name ends in Cutler, don't do it. The matchup is bad. Giants. All right, Eli Manning, mediocre yards, lots of touchdowns, lots of interceptions. That's his game. That's what he does. What he does. 257 yards, four touchdowns, and two interceptions in week nine. In week 10, 240 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. Uh, You know, the Bears are mediocre against quarterbacks. It doesn't matter. This is what he does. This is Eli Manning. You signed up for this. Luckily, you are going against Jake Cutler, who's going to be giving you great field position. Right. Um, so that is good. It's good. Yeah, and we'll see if maybe this, oh, he has an Achilles, is John Fox's way to, for whatever reason, get John Jordan Howard off the field. I mean, who knows? These people are crazy. Anyway, uh, always Odell. Hi, Odell. Chicago gives up the absolute most points to opposing wide receivers in standard scoring, so... So for that reason, I'm also looking at Sterling Shepard, Victor Cruz, if he comes back, he's still listed as questionable. Uh, and then Chicago gives up the fourth fewest points to running backs. Perkins is getting more time, but Rashad Jennings is still getting more looks. I'm trying to avoid this at all human cost. And uh, Will Ty is getting more targets, seven in week nine, eight in week 10. He still has no touchdown, and he only has one game of more than 50 yards. But the usage is going up, so I wouldn't mind stashing him for the future. Do you think that the Bears have an Achilles injury for Howard because they still need to reserve the thumb injury for Cutler down the road? That's what I was going to say. You'd yeah, think it'd be a thumb injury it. again. Yeah. We can't have two guys with random thumb injuries. It is. You can't like randomly have an Achilles injury. Like that's not sure like a can. random injury. Sure you can. I don't know. Anyway. John Fox injuries slash benching players. Mm-hmm. Arizona Cardinals four, four and one at the Minnesota Vikings five and four, man. They started off so hot five and oh, what happened? Yeah, the terribleness. Uh, this is, happened. Yeah, 2016. <laughs> yeah. 
Bye. Please um, write anymore. I know. Um, it's a bad matchup for the Cardinals. It's a bad matchup on both sides. I think this is just yeah. gonna be a defensive. It'll be a beautiful defensive game for people that love defenses. You're still gonna start David Johnson though, because who the heck would not start David Johnson? And Larry, I love you, Larry. Larry, mm-hmm. I'm gonna miss beautiful. that guy. He's never I'm, gonna retire. I, you know, uh, Calvin Johnson's on Dancing with the Stars right now. I can't watch it. I'm, I'm still too upset. Oh, I won't watch that. Well, they say that he may – He's the theory is he'll retire when Carson Palmer retires because he just doesn't have the energy for a new quarterback. But I'm like, man, please, no, stick around. Because I feel like he's got more in him than Carson Palmer. He's playing at an elite level right now. It's yeah. really fun to watch. Elite. Um, messy situation with the rest of the wide receivers, though, to be entirely honest. John Brown, Michael Floyd, and J.J. Nelson. And actually, they re-signed Jerron Brown, too. <laughs> so you just have to laugh. Um, J.J. Nelson blew it last week. He finally got the starting opportunity. Two fumbles. Horrible. Uh, and then Floyd had a great game. He caught five of his six tar- targets for 101 yards. Um, but he's not playing in a lot of snaps still. I still think that his usage is very weird in uh, week in and week out. So, And the Vikings give the second fewest points to wide receivers, so it's not great anyway. And third fewest points to quarterback. He's up and down. Carson Palmer has more, uh, has uh, five performances of under 15 fantasy points so far on the season. Five. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> it's, with with the buy. Really with really the buy. That means over half of his games have been for less than 15 fantasy points. Uh, that's not the record you want to have. No, that's not what we like. Mm. No. All right, Ashley, how about the Vikings? I mean, I'm not feeling a whole lot better than Brandon feels about the Cardinals uh, on this matchup. So I'll start with a little news. Blair Walsh, who missed yet another mm. extra point, it was painful. I just felt so bad for this guy. Yeah. Uh, he was cut this week. They, they signed Kai Forbath. Um, it's just brutal. There's even comments that they never quite rebounded from last year when he missed in the play, you know. Oh, yeah. my God. I can't. You know, I, I literally stopped mid. I, I stopped mid sentence. Yeah, we stopped mid sentence. I was just yeah. like, oh, my gosh. This yeah. is exactly why. You know, the, the lonesome kicker with Jim Carrey. That, with the, what is the, what's the movie? Oh my goodness! No, it was on Saturday Night Live. It was Adam Sandler. No, no, it's the, the Pet movie. Detective. Oh, it's you're talking about that? Well, there, there is a song called "The Lonesome Kicker" by Adam Sandler. Yes, it is. Life. Yeah, it's it's Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Ace Ventura, Jim the Carrey. Pet Detective. But I, oh, but right. that that's that's uh, Einhorn. It is. I know it's Einar, but I'm saying that's why the movie is like was created. Oh, that yeah. moment is what I think. Like when I think of Blair Walsh in that moment, I immediately think of the scene with Einhorn and the woman with the little cookies. Out. You know, and I, I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. It's it's such a. It's like it, it's like traumatic for me. Laces were out. Laces were out. I would never want to be a kicker. <laughs> it is that moment is awful. It's awful. But anyway, really sad news there. And then to add to the sad news, which makes me feel not great about the status of the team in general, is that the offensive tackle, Jake Long, he had an, an, a real Achilles injury, Courtney. 
a real mm -hmm. one because he was placed Same. on IR. He has to have surgery. Anytime one of your offensive linemen and a very prominent person on this team falls to injury, it completely changes the dynamic of this team. And not only is this bad news for what is already at this point a struggling running game, but then you've got Sam Bradford, who is also a very breakable player. Every time he gets touched, I get nervous too. So I, I don't feel great about that. What I will say is that Stefan Diggs had an amazing game last week. He caught five catches for 102 yards. I'm sorry, in just sorry, five catches for 102 yards in the second quarter, total of 13 for 164. He was great. Of course, it comes out this great week, but now he's going up against Patrick Peterson, which is not great news because he's fantastic. And Bruce Arians has already said that he will be shadowing stuff on Diggs. It's not even a question. He will be on him, man-to-man -man coverage, and Arizona gives up the fifth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. So that's not great. I do think that Stephon Diggs will still be able to produce for you. I just want to temper your expectations that this is not going to be the best game that he's ever had by any means. Then you've got Sam Bradford, who was 31 of 40 for 307 yards. He had a good game and two touchdowns. But Arizona gives up the fifth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. And the fact that we've got one of his linemen that went down, this immediately affects that quarterback. So I'm very nervous about that. Um, Kyle Rudolph had a great game. He was 5 of 8 for 69 yards and a touchdown. But Arizona gives up the absolute fewest points to tight ends. So it's not even as if there's a good matchup on that end. Um, I don't know. It's it's just rough. It is really, really rough. And it doesn't get any better as the Cardinals give up the second fewest fantasy points to running backs. And if you look at their production last week, it is pitiful and it's similar to what the week before, before was where McKinnon only ran for six times for a total of 16 yards. Asiata, nine times for only 13 yards. And then you got Ronnie Hillman that we were nervous was now going to be part of this three-headed running back committee. And he only had four carries for two yards. Two yards. Now, Asiata did at least get the touchdown. So if you're going to go with any of the three here, you're going to go Asiata because he is at least the one they tend. He's more of their power back that's going to get those goal line looks. So go with Asiata out of the three if you can. But again, horrible, horrible matchup. There's not a single person on this team that has a good matchup this week. If you can look elsewhere, please do. We're very much so temper your expectations. Wow. Miami Dolphins, five and four, the Los Angeles Rams, four and five. Those Dolphins, listen, must start defense. It's crazy to say. But the Rams give up the <laughs> second most fancy points to opposing defenses. And that was before they put in rookie Jared Goff. Before. Are you excited? I'm excited oh. to go off. Let's do this. I'm excited, but at the same time, I agree with Courtney. Like, oh, yeah, you're starting Miami defense, baby. Oh, oh yeah, God. you're oh, starting oh, Miami yeah. defense. Oh, yeah. This is like the young Josh <laughs> McCowan coming in. It's beautiful. Love it. Ryan Tannehill. Um, yeah, Ryan Tannehill. This is good. This is good. <laughs> Uh, although it might not be that low scoring of a game if you think about it, because they're going to be throwing interceptions on their own side. So they don't have to throw that, you know, get that many yards to get a touchdown. So it might be higher scoring than you think. Um, hmm. Listen, although this year of the rookie quarterback has been fabulous, I expect Goff to throw several interceptions this week. So uh, it's going to be good. Jay Jai, you know, last week, I joked about Ajayi going down in fantasy points every week. 
And it was a joke because he ended up in like with 19 fantasy points. Last week he got eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not good. Uh, but listen, they're still giving him the ball. Adam Gaze has made it very clear that they are a run first uh, um, offense. So you can keep playing him. It's, you know, it's fine. He'll bounce back. Uh, you know, we can't blame Adam Gaze for wanting to be a run first offense when you have Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback. As for the wide receivers, Landry and Stills are questionable and were limited in practice Wednesday. Stills had a decent game with 47 yards and a touchdown off of two receptions. Um, not bad for a standard leagues. He hasn't had two nice games in a row, so I wouldn't risk it with mm. Stills. Moving on to Landry, he continues to be awful. He did catch all six of his targets, but only for 53 yards. No bueno. He only has one touchdown on the season, and that was in week three. So if you're going to play any of these wide receivers against the Rams that give up the eighth fewest fantasy points wide receivers, I think it's Devontae Parker. He saw the most targets last week out of all three of them, and of a five receptions, he had 103 yards. So I think Parker, where I've yet to tell you to start, is the one to start this week. And of course, Ryan Tannehill is on the bench. Duh. The Rams starting none. Well, you can play their defense as well. Okay. LA Rams defense you can play. Moving on to sleepers. Todd Gurley uh, does it again, man. He is consistent. A solid seven fantasy points. It's not what you drafted him in the first round for, but now that you have him, you're getting seven fantasy points, hopefully in that flex position, because that's exactly where he should be. He hasn't had a game over 100 yards. I don't need to tell Gurley owners that. They know. It's going to be you okay. It's going to be okay. Um, it hurts to put Brett Disaster. in the sleeper column because he's basically the only good thing working for the Rams uh, offense. But it's a good matchup. But he does have Jared Goff as his quarterback this week. Mm. Mm. It's a little risky. A little risky. Yeah. Uh, and obviously Goff is on the bench. The coaching staff is just desperate, which is weird because everybody's four and five like the Rams. But – to each their own, to each their own. Don't make the same mistake, people. You're not that desperate. I know you're not. New England Patriots, 7-2, and two, the San Francisco 49ers, 1-8. Oh, the Patriots. Am I right? You're Am right. right. You're right. Seattle <laughs> Seahawks are a good defense, so that didn't work out very well for a lot of them last week. But you know what? That, that's game. fine. It's a good game. It was interesting. That was the first time Tom Brady had uh, not scored a passing touchdown uh, in three years if you remove week 17 where they always pull him. Wow. That's nuts. Yeah. Uh, this week they play San Francisco, so let's uh, watch Brady fix that. I don't think he's, <laughs> I don't think he's too happy about losing a primetime game at home uh, to anyone, let alone the Seattle Seahawks. So uh, here we go, revenge we go. game. This is called just um, picking on someone that's not your own size, but uh, that's fine. It's a glorious matchup for LeGarrette Blunt. I don't care if Deion Lewis comes back or not, which, by the way, thanks, Belichick, for trolling us per usual. Mm. Yep. Uh, so check those injury reports with still Blunt is the man. And Martellus Bennett is a great play. Why? Rob Gronkowski suffered a chest injury last week. Now, at first they said that they it punctured his lung. Um, but it was interesting because a 
friend of mine, Mike Tagliere from Pro Football Focus, his wife is a, a nurse, and she was like, no, he didn't. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just telling you the news. What do you mean? <laughs> Which, by the way, I don't know if your significant others do this, but mine does this too. I'll be like, well, this happened. He's like, no. I'm like, uh, this is my job. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, so yeah. The no, it's like, uh, but anyway, she ended up being right. So her whole point was the, the only way that he would have a punctured lung is if he broke a rib and they would have said that he had a rib injury, not a lung injury. And that the lung is one of the parts of the body that actually repairs the fastest. So she thinks it's just a one week thing. Uh, and ended up, she was right. Uh, it was not a punctured lung and Adam Schefter came out and, uh, is she a nurse or just it. like She's all over WebMD? No, no, she's a nurse. She's a, okay. she's a, she's a practicing she's a Google.com medical professional. Hey, we have all been there. She's I've been hit. diagnosed with cancer at least oh, once yeah. a month on yeah. WebMD. No, I call my first child the Google baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What? What's oh, yeah. that? Google it. Google well, it. Yeah. That's good news. Just one week. Yeah. But you guys, Martellus Bennett is fantastic. He's, he's really yeah, good. Like he, yeah. Yeah, it's not like this is a step down. I mean, it no. is. I mean, no one's Rob Gronkowski, but um, you listen, probably don't own both of them. But last week he caught all seven of his targets for 102 yards. Uh, prior to that, he has multiple mm -hmm. big time performances. This is not a big deal, and you got to like it. So, um, also, you know, hey, this is a reminder: time to pick up your handcuffs. And there are some handcuffs that are not at the running back position. One of them would be Martellus Bennett, who's probably owned at this point. But if you're a Gronk owner, gosh, you really want to go get him. Um, you know, again, this is when you get like the Kenneth Dixons and the Der Derrick Henrys and what have you, because you would rather have that than someone that's like mediocre that you're only playing out of desperation. You know, yeah. If you're going for the playoffs, this is the time. Sleepers there is going to be always Julian. be a Browns. There'll always be a Browns in the waiver. That's right. You'll, you'll, find Duke, <laughs> you'll find Duke Johnson somewhere, I'm sure. Somewhere, yeah. Uh, Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan, and Danny Amendola are dart throws. And yes, only one touchdown, no 100-yard game. Julian Edelman is now a dart throw. You heard me. Boom. 49ers. This should be short. So there's no handcuffs on this team, guys. There's absolutely no reason <laughs> for you to go out there and try to find your handcuff from this team. Maybe maybe Juwan Harris, but um, I can't bring myself to give you any must-starts on this team. I just can't yet. But I'm willing Yeah, to in week 11. I, well, yeah, well. I think it know. just is what it is. Okay. But I'm willing to maybe concede, and this this hurts my soul, that you could maybe play Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can, so true. Oh, I hate myself. I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. But My mom calls him the most selfish man in football because she is Carlos Hyde. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's the only one that can wrap him in the Where did that, that come from? <laughs> um. Well, I mean, he was 17 of 30 for 210 yards and one touchdown nothing to write home about uh in week 10 but then he also rushed 10 times and, and was able to get 55 yards so and he got a touchdown so yeah he's that doing okay he's had two about. he's had two back-to-back -back weeks over 20 points we can't say that about a lot of quarterbacks and oddly enough the patriots give up the ninth most fantasy points to quarterbacks so there's a chance that he could do well this week 
Now, granted, he did get some help from his wide receivers, and I don't know if it's, you know, chicken before the egg. Is the wide receivers just playing better, or is Colin Kaepernick playing better? Either way, we just have to be okay with it and say, you know what, if you need to stream somebody, um, you know, maybe you have Ryan Fitzpatrick and you need to find someone with him on by. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I do really think that you could maybe play Colin Kaepernick, and I do hate myself a little bit for that. Now, what's frustrating is we don't still know what's going on with these wide receivers because this was the week of Jeremy Curley, who had seven catches for 71 yards and a touchdown. He looked great. Um, but not a great matchup. The Patriots get the 10th fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. And then you've got Carlos Hyde, who apparently, you know, hopefully mom wasn't playing him. He rushed 13 times for only 14 yards. Only 14 yards. Now, he is practicing, but he's got the shoulder injury. We aren't really sure if he actually is fully healthy. The week before, he was in a non-contact jersey for a second week in a row. Um, I don't love that. Juwan Harris only rushed five times for 14 yards, but at least that's a much better ratio of 13 to 14 yards versus five touches for 14 yards. But you're not really sure what they're going to be doing in this situation, so I don't love the running backs. And uh, and then those are the other wide receivers. You got Quentin Patton, who's still doing well. He's targeted nine times, which is quite a bit of targets. He's been targeted quite nicely over the last few games, um, but he only had 52 yards. And Torrey Smith, who basically came out hot when Callan Kaepernick first came out. Granted, he does have a back injury, but he only had two catches for 26 yards. So you're not really sure who he's going to throw to. Um, if I, I had I to guess, decoy on the back of that jersey. Yeah, if I had to guess, I think we still got some back injuries there for Smith. I think it's good to. Be- be Jeremy Curley again this year and this week, but again, you got to be pretty desperate to be playing a Niner right now. Philadelphia Eagles five and four at the Seattle Seahawks six two and one. The Eagles. I'm going to start on the bench because this is fun because they're going against the Seattle Seahawks, who happen to be kind of hot right now. Mm. Um, their defense isn't too bad. I don't know if you noticed. Um, Carson Wentz. <laughs> he's only had two touchdowns in the last five games, and yet. Four interceptions. Mm. Yikes. Poor guy. Jordan, I love him. I know. I know. Uh, ever since he shot that deer, he just hasn't been playing in the same. Uh, Jordan Matthews. He is listed as questionable with back spasms. He did not practice on Wednesday. And with him facing the Seahawks, I would look elsewhere. Not yeah. good. Uh, he has seen double digits in targets the last three games, so that is promising. But he's only had one touchdown in the last six games, so not so great. Uh, Zach Ertz still has not had a touchdown this year. Boo. Uh, the Seahawks give up the mm. six fewest fantasy points to tight ends. Oh, and he is questionable as but well. But he's amazing. He is amazing. Amazing. He's right up there with Charles Clay. <laughs> uh, Ryan Matthews tore it up last week. Yeah, uh, he did. To our show, we had our lovely friend from the Eagles on, and he and I were just discussing, because I am a Ryan Matthews owner, what the heck is going on with the Eagles and why they're not using him. Um, well, they heard us. I'm pretty sure it's because of us. Um, 109 yards, two touchdowns, and a two-point conversion on the ground, and another 30 yards receiving. So, winning. Um, this week he will not be facing the Falcons' defense, unfortunately. Uh, Seattle's defense makes Matthews no more than a flex option this week, especially when you have Darren Sproles only. Um, and Smallwood, who finished up the game. Um, with 13 attempts on the ground, which is a lot to be giving away from Mr. Ryan Matthews. 
Um, so it's kind of getting getting a lot of going on in that backfield. Um, at some point, Ryan Matthews is like the Alex Smith. Like, what more do you want from this man? All right, the Seahawks. So I told you last week that we are seeing, we are in now what is the Russell Wilson hot streak. He always does this. He always heats up towards the end of the year, and he played fantastic last week. 25 of 37 for 348 yards, three touchdowns, and absolutely no interceptions. It was a great game. Uh, Again, we aren't seeing the play with his feet at the moment. Only rushed three times. He's only able to get six yards out of it. So we are missing that component of Russell Wilson still. But you know what? It's okay because he's getting the yardage for you now. You can still feel okay about it. With that said, it's not the best matchup against a stout defense with the Eagles. They have the six fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. But I think that Russell Wilson's going to be able to still do fine. He's hot. He's hot. He's he is. Good. He's hot. So I He's feel hot. okay about it. This again, one of these matchups we're going to kind of we're going to overlook. We're going to overlook and we're going to play Russell Wilson. Now, Doug Baldwin was one of those guys who's been that classic six-point guy, right? Well, not last week, that's for sure. He had six catches for 69 yards and three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Oh, man, did he do great. Uh, It's a good matchup. The Eagles give the 13th most fancy points to wide receivers, so I think that he will be able to do just fine. They've got a, you know an interesting running back situation right now, so I think they're going to be leaning a bit more on Baldwin uh, and the receiving core, so I think you're okay there. Again, I wouldn't play in the other wide receivers in terms of Curse Lockett or Richardson, but you certainly can play Baldwin. Jimmy Graham, we told you he was going to get shut down. We told you Belichick always takes away your best option. And he did. Only four catches for 48 yards. It could be worse, obviously, than that. But for the, the way that Jimmy Graham had been playing, we, he got shut down. Philly is at the second fewest fancy points to tight ends. So I wouldn't expect huge numbers, but you can still plug him in because you probably don't have better options at tight end with more upside. CJ Procise, guys. We've got an interesting running back situation here, and it's a little bit murky, and I don't really know what to tell you because CJ Procise – he rushed 17 times, and he got 66 yards off that, and he's a bit of a pass-catching back, so he had seven catches for 87 yards. He had a fantastic game. Philly is stout on the ground, eighth-fewest fantasy points to running backs. Christian Michael uh, did play last week, but only had five catches for 22 yards. And then, you know, Pete Carroll didn't even really mention Christian Michael when he was talking about what their strategy was for this week, which makes complete sense as he was released – on Tuesday. So so crazy. It, it's a little bit insane. So I, I'd love to know what's going on with that. But he was released. So Thomas Rawls has got a good chance and is expected to come back this week. So I, they basically were waiting for Rawls to come back. And then they dumped Christian Michael. We got CJ Procise going to be your pass catching back. Uh, they're basically doing a two-man attack here. Uh, apparently Rawls looks really good. He's looking really fast. He's looking sharp. Uh, he feels good, according to Coach Carroll. Uh, um, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. So what we don't know really is what that carry situation, you know, the ratio is going to look like. But either way, I think you could feel good about ProSize because he is a pass catching back. So especially for PPR, you could, you could be full on playing uh, ProSize. Right. Sunday night football. Green Bay Packers 4-5 and five at the Washington Redskins 5-3-1. and one. Aaron Rodgers is a no-brainer start every week. He's averaging three touchdowns per game over the last three weeks. Yummy. He's facing the Redskins, who give the 10th fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, but who cares? 
Who cares? Listen, they've played against Cody Kessler, Eli Manning, Carson Wentz, after he started throwing interceptions, and Joe Flacco. So this 10th fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks? Come on. Inflated. Inflated. Jordy Nelson, uh, coming off a season high in targets, 18, and catches 12. Nelson gets Josh Norman in week 11. Um, I get it. Fantasy owners might be a little scared, but Josh Norman's not Josh Norman of old. And let me just tell you, the connection between Rodgers and Nelson, it's true. It's a true connection. Mm-hmm. It's like Ivory and Yeldon. They go everywhere together. <laughs> so does Roger and Nelson. Slightly different caliber. You know, together on on the top of the building. That's all. You know, they're mm-hmm. up high. It's good. Um, I got Nelson ranked number five. Devontae Adams. Over the last four weeks, Adams has seen a low of or a low of only eight targets. So eight targets is his low. That's what I'm trying to say here. So it's a very high floor of targets for this man. Um so mm-hmm. you you gotta play him. He's amazing. You know, there's just not concern of productivity when you're running the ball that many times. So I expect another solid week from Adams. I have him ranked 12. As long as Starks can continue to catch the ball, he should be fine this week against the Redskins that have given up the eighth most fantasy points to running backs. He's only he only rushed seven times last week, so that number needs to go up um, for me to say he's like a must start, must start, but. I feel pretty confident in him this week. And I say that because Ty Montgomery is no longer a part of the team. Mm. I mean, he's still technically assigned to the Green Bay Packers, but the streak is done. You can let him go. Let the fish let the fish back in the pond. And Christine Michaels found a new house. Christian Michaels. Sorry. Yay! He's a new. Uh, he's a Green Bay Packers. Going to be wearing the green, yellow, and white. Um, I do not expect him to be playing much this week, so I do not. I repeat, do not start him. But um, this backfield might become one of those dreaded backfields that we all hate so much. It How about definitely the Redskins? will. Rob Kelly is the lead back. Everybody, woo! <laughs> Just shy of a hundred yards against the Vikings. This is a tough matchup against. Um, I'm sorry, Packers. against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but th- they've kind of trailed off, actually. They've been uh, a little bit worse at defending the run. So I am I'm okay with Rob Kelly. Yeah. I yeah. also like that when you're writing about him, it's R. Kelly. Yeah. Know, yeah. This always makes me laugh. Uh, Cousins struggled in week <laughs> one versus Pittsburgh, um, but it, and in week five versus Baltimore. But save those two performances, he has an 18-point floor regardless of any sort of format. He's thrown more than 300 yards four times this season in almost half of his performances. I, I just feel really good about him this game and rest of the season green Bay's given up the fewest points or the seventh fewest points. I'm sorry to opposing tight ends. There's Jordan Reed. Uh, last week, he only caught two of four targets for 41 yards and Vernon Davis was the star. He caught all three of his targets for 66 yards and a touchdown. I still think that uh, it's going to be Vern or um, I'm sorry. Um, 
Jordan Reed moving forward. I don't think that's really debatable, but just FYI. And then the sleepers, Crowder is like right on the verge of being someone that I start every single week, and he's almost not a bargain on DFS sites. But seriously, you guys, go check it out. His game log is impressive. He has earned his right to be on this football team. And uh, I don't have uh, Pierre Garçon here, and Deshaun Jackson is still hurt. Um because I'm not quite sure what to say about Pierre Garçon other than, yeah, yeah I can see you taking a chance. Yeah. yeah. He's a misfit team. Mm-hmm. Solid. Nice. Solid. Uh, Monday Night Football in Mexico City. So the Houston crazy. Texans, 6-3. and three, The Oakland Raiders, 7-2. <laughs> and two. So Lamar Miller's touches have decreased since the beginning of the season. Uh, he had fi- He had 15 ran 15 times last week, but it's for 83 yards. So I'm okay with that. He did leave the game though. Uh, he got injured a little bit. We're not entirely sure uh, if we're going to see any ramifications from that. We haven't really seen much news about it. So to me, that says that he's fine. Nothing to worry about. Uh, it's a good matchup. Uh, the Raiders give up the 11th most fantasy points to running back. So Lamar Miller should be able to still produce just fine for you, but do make sure you pay attention just in case something pops up at the end of the week and he aggravates that injury again. Other than that, you should be fine. Now let's talk about the very frustrating CJ Fedorowitz, Brandon, which I know uh, that you had mentioned, and it's so irritating. He was no. on a really good streak, a good streak. He'd caught 20 passes for over 224 yards in over four games. I, I mean, that's combined, obviously, but for four games, which is great for a tight end. And then you got last week where he only had three catches for 26 yards in what was a good matchup, but he should have had – Really great points. The problem is they threw to every single tight end other than Fedorowitz in the end zone. Steven Anderson, Ryan Griffin scored a touchdown. Unbelievable. They don't throw a touchdown to their main tight end. It is so infuriating. But you know what? It's Brock. It is what it is, my friends. But I still think there is upside for Fedorowitz. I really do. Oakley gives up the eighth most fantasy points to tight ends this season. I don't think he's going to... Uh, leave his boy stranded for too long. I think Fedorowicz will bounce back this week. I think you can play him. Now, DeAndre Hopkins is holding steady, guys, right around five points like every single week, only 48 yards last week. Oh, I thought Brown was going to say something. She made a face like all excited. And I was like, wow, you're excited about DeAndre Hopkins. This is the first. You're the yeah. first. You're the first. You're the first. <laughs> Even Brock Osweiler is not excited about him. <laughs> it's a good match. It's a good matchup for the wide receivers, though, guys. I mean, mean Oakland's at the seventh most fantasy points uh, to wide out, so there's a mm-hmm. chance because we got Jalen Strawn, who's going to miss a month due to his sprained ankle, so he's still out. Will Fuller did not play last week, but there is a good chance that he's going to play this week. He feels really optimistic and hopeful about it. Um, that will be good for DeAndre Hopkins to kind of have another, you know, contender on the field. Um, so that's something to think about. I will tell you to not play Brock. Do not play Brock. He only threw for 99 yards last week. Not even 100. Woo! Woo! 99 <laughs> yards. It's getting hot. It's getting he did hot not turn here. the ball over. So that, there's, that's progress. But only 99 yards. When your quarterback is throwing less than 100 yards, that, that is a problem. That is a huge, the, the huge Cleveland problem Browns. There is no upside for any of these receivers when their quarterback is only throwing for 100 yards. It is outrageous. You can play the defense, though. 
All right, the Oakland Raiders, tough matchup, fourth fewest points to the quarterback um, in week nine. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Derek Carr only had 184 passing yards, no touchdowns or interceptions. But then in week eight, he had 513 yards. So I, I could understand you starting him against Houston on Monday night, especially if you're desperate. Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree, uh, they – give up the third fewest points to wide receivers. I'm still starting them though. And Latavius Murray is their guy. And you got to like that as well. You know, the Houston has a Houston has a very good defense, but you know, Oakland has a really good offense too. Okay. And yeah. they dismantled the Denver Broncos. So I'm not running away from this particular matchup. Um, you know, I think it's important to state that, you know, Latavius Murray for the uh, first time of the season got 20 carries when they played Denver before their bye. So that's something to think about. Um, and then uh, Clive Walford isn't going to happen. These other running backs aren't going to happen. Sure, every once in a while he's going to get poached, right? Jameez Olawali or Jalen Richard, I'm sure we'll get a few more touchdowns this season. But still, I think we know who the main characters are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys, that's week 11. Put it down in your books. Get them out of your lineups. Atlanta Falcons, Denver Broncos, New York Jets, and the San Diego Chargers. You have the New Orleans Saints or the Carolina Panthers. Make sure you set your lineup before Thursday night's game. Hello, it's week 11. Get it together. Even if you're losing, still play. Facts, Okay. Um, and don't forget to hop over to HelloFresh.com and enter her FFB when you subscribe. You get $35 off your first week of deliveries. Come over to HerFantasyFootball.com, subscribe to us as well, and make sure you listen to us on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. We'll be there to answer your last-minute questions, update you on injuries, what's going on with those Achilles tenants in in Chicago. Um, And, yeah, talk to us on on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. Until next time, guys, no more faking it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.